in the week before Christmas, our school was filled with all of the normal different Christmas presentations and, and concerts and, and pageants and all of that. One of them was the, the Christmas little story that was put on by our, our pre-K kids. And it had all of the normal things that you expect to see in a, a little pre-K Christmas story. There were, there were sheep and angels. There were innkeepers and kings. All of that, and in a very short amount of time, uh, obviously with kids that age, um, they tell the Christmas story. But what what was much more evident in the in their little mini production was with all of the parents who were there. Uh, the parents weren't there for the Christmas story; uh, they were there for their kids, and it was. It was as cute as you could imagine it would be, um, but, but what, what, what was more evident in it was, again, not just the Christmas story, but just the, all, the, the great love that the parents have for their children, who, for most of them in pre-K, are, are on stage, literally, you know, for the first time doing something that way. And the, the joy of the parents how proud they were of, of their kids. And it didn't matter that you couldn't hear half of them. Um, it, that wasn't the point. It, what, what, what the, the story that was really told there was just of the obviously great love that all of the moms and the dads have for, for their children in doing something for the very first time. And that, that love between a parent and a child, uh, the depth of that, um, I mean, we, it, it's hard to put that into words, the, the, the bond of love that's there. Sometimes that, that bond of love it is only realized later on. We know that in all of the really the, the beautiful, very powerful, ministries of healing that have grown in the life of the church for both mothers and fathers, but mothers especially, who have chosen abortion and only years later have, have come to fully acknowledge the, the love that is there for their children and the healing that's needed. Other times, the, the love it is very evident from the very first moment that mother and father come to realize that they're with child. And, and that, that grief in the experience of a miscarriage is so profound right from the beginning when they, they've lost their child. The Lord wants and is present in, in all of that love no, no matter what the circumstances of the grief might be, because he knows how he's designed love of, of parents and children, and no matter what the circumstances of the loss might be, the Lord wants to be with moms and dads in that, to honor that love, that that love might have 
the, the, the final say. The, the grief is present and, and, and how deeply real it is, of course it is, painful, deeply painful. But in the end, the Lord wants the love to, to triumph. Um, not just the grief, but, but that the love in the end would triumph. And so, so it is his desire, it's the, the great desire of his heart to be at work, uh, pouring healing into whatever that grief might be. On this feast of the holy innocence, the church takes those words that were spoken through Jeremiah the prophet in a particular historical time and place, Rachel weeping for her children in the broad sense who have been taken into captivity, who have been killed in the midst of, of the invasion by the Babylonians. And the, the church takes that and under the guidance of the Lord here through St. Matthew, expands it to all of those moms who lost their baby boys under the... The, just the, the, the sad craziness and jealousy of Herod. But we, we then take that and, and, and we broaden it and we expand that ourselves today and, and pray for and remember all of the moms and dads who have lost children, whatever the circumstances might be, and the names this year, especially that are inscribed in our Book of Innocence, whose names are placed on the altar this morning. And so we... We lift all of those moms and dads and those little ones up to the Lord. We, we acknowledge the pain, the grief, the sadness that's there, a, a grief that, that flows out of the, the depth of that love of, of a mom or a dad for his or her child. And we pray that, that there, there will be healing poured out into all of that and that the Lord's love will be triumphant. The, the grief is there, but like Jesus said to his disciples as he was entering into his passion, um, your, your grief will be turned into joy. And that is, that, that's the end that, that we hope for. And it's our hope in that that has to mark all of, of this today. Um, we are very realistic always about the reality of grief and sadness and mourning. But on this Feast of the Holy Innocence, we, we pray that all of that still might be bound up in some way by, by the hope that is ours. And so we, we pray today for the Lord's healing to enter into all of, of the grief, the mourning, the sadness, uh, entering into it, not to deny it, because we, we can't do that, but that it would be transformed in a certain way by, by our hope and the, the promise that the Lord made to his own disciples that he makes to us, your mourning will be turned into joy. And that won't come fully un until heaven, but it will come. And, and that's the important thing, is that we keep living for that, that we keep our hearts fixed on that, and that we live out our faith in a way that, that, that is looking forward to that, longing for that, and 
in the midst of, of all that we go through now, that the Lord will bring healing to all hearts that are grieving as we look forward to, to the, the, the final triumph of, of God's love and, and his joy.